0: Hi, and welcome to season two of the Work Matters podcast, where we discuss what matters at work and how to make it better. I'm Robert Richardson here with Dr. Steve Hunt. Steve, what matters at work today? Well, I think today companionship and collaboration
1: matters. You know, we wouldn't be able to go into 2021 from 2020 if it hadn't been great partnerships and working with you and getting support from the SAP community. In particular, I want to call out the SAP IO Foundries group. I look back at this as we start the next year. And I think back on why we originally started this, which was, I remember a conversation with you about this podcast, where I said, you know, because of our work, we come in contact with all kinds of people that have dedicated their lives to trying to improve some specific aspect of work, whether it's like building technology to enable better mentoring or technology to enable better coaching or finding jobs or doing background checks. I mean, all kinds of different things having to relate to work. As we're going into this next year, too, Robert, I'm curious, before we go into the future, let's look back at the past, you know? Yeah. What did you learn from doing this last year? Because none of us had done something like this before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It was absolutely new to me. Uh, I mean, first off, I learned a little bit about podcasting because I, I had never done that before. That was new. But the other thing that was really interesting, and it kind of it hits on a theme that you mentioned too, is so many of the people that we interviewed, and I think that we will interview in 2021, were incredibly passionate ab- about their topic.
1: Yeah, so for people that are new to this Work Matters, Work Matters really came about with this idea of how can we share things about work that help people improve their lives? Because work has a massive impact on the quality of our life. It drives the happiness of our life, it affects our health, it affects the health and happiness of our families. It, you know, it. I, I have a saying, I always say, better work environments create better world environments. And it's hmm. really true. When we talk to these people, we always ask them, why does this topic matter to you? and it's fascinating the personal stories that we get from people like I'll use Elise Klink as an example she focuses on financial well-being and she talked about how as a little girl this yeah. was a topic that her grandfather always talked to her about and then as she went through life how many people she's encountered that really struggle with financial well-being issues it's a huge source of stress and i think you know that i look back at that episode mm-hmm. And some of the stuff she shared which one of the things was just such aha so obvious but people don't think about it she was one of the main reasons people struggle with financial well-being is they don't talk about it it's like suppressed they kind of deny it and just having that conversation and i realized that is so true of so many people and just that kind of thing is why i love the show just learning yeah. little things like that
0: yeah i loved that episode uh for, for that exact reason, you know, her sitting there watching the stock tickers with her father or grandfather, whoever it was, who really made an impact on her life. You know, if we go back to, uh, Andrew Chate of Mequilibrium, his came out of a place of working, I believe it was for the Australian government, right? In an unemployment office. And, uh, you know, that episode, which I think we thought was going to be about stress. And in fact, he turned it around on its head and made it about resilience because what he said was working with all of these people who got laid off what he really came to realize there there were some people who were going to immediately bounce back and just dust themselves off and there were some people who were going to be really challenged with it and so it just got him fascinated with what is the difference between those two types of people and and can we teach people resilience
1: yeah, and I think on that one, I mean, that episode because I think about that is I'm a psychologist right and I was picking up things on that and the formula that he gave the really practical tips about how to diagnose the different stress triggers that you have how to understand them he laid through just really practical useful advice that again, OmicroLibian I mean, is a really cool technology, but you don't need to use the technology to benefit from the knowledge that Andrew shared. And that was really cool. Right. I mean, I kind of go through and if, you know, it's kind of a bouncing back, but we'll look like at the episodes. I'll just kind of hit a couple other ones. And what I guess I love about this is the variety of stuff that we really get into. So like we did one uh, with Christine Tutzel from Exonify, which is a company that makes micro learning technology. And the key thing that she came away, she said, there's a lot of psychological research I never thought about. She goes, "Where?" Well, learning is best done if you do it in really, really small chunks. And she said by small, I mean less than five minutes. The shorter you can break up a learning, the better you're likely to learn from it. She said, so rethinking the whole way you do development where most people think, well, I I only have 10 minutes. That's not enough time to learn. It's like, no, that's the ideal amount of time to learn and trying to think about how you can build learning into life in small chunks. Yeah, so we did that one, but then it turned around like two episodes from away from that, we did one with Joe Free from Cultivate, who is a company that makes technology that analyzes electronic communications like email and Twitter about how to create better relationships through electronic communication. And I'm like, boy, has that been like something that's been critical this year? And, you know, some of the things that he shared. The one that I, that I really loved is he said, you know, you really need to think about how you respond to emails in terms of if somebody writes you a long note, sometimes your response is, ah, I'll just say, thanks. He said, yeah. think about what you're telling this person. They took all this time to communicate something. You're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. That's and talking efficient. about how you can better think about the emotional impact of how you write emails. I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just just to pick up on that, this concept that when somebody shares an opinion with you, and that was what his technology was finding, was that, in fact, more and more communication is becoming opinion sharing. The facts are all out there. You can research them all the time on Google. But what really matters when I reach out to you, Steve, is what is your opinion? What should we do? You know, what did you do with those facts? So when somebody shares, you know, a lengthy communication with you, sharing their opinion, they really are taking a risk and putting themselves out there. And to say thanks is not enough.
1: Well, and that feeds so much into when you're searching for a job now, and some people are making career changes. And I remember the conversation with Mir, which is a company from Eightfold AI that makes this tool for matching people to job opportunities. But He was talking about how the idea of reinventing yourself in career direction, and he had a fantastic advice on how to think about how to do it. But one of the points that he made kind of goes back to what you're saying about Joe Fried, which he goes how you communicate with people really matters. He said, it's amazing how many people shoot themselves in the foot by not just being hyper responsive. You know, it just like if you contact a person and you're willing to reach out to them and they reach back to you, connect back to them immediately. And just some really simple tips where I think a lot of people don't realize little things they can do that really are going to help them find better job opportunities in life. And I think. Then getting to Doug Berger, I know you love this one. So I'll let you talk about that because he shares some fantastic stuff on how do you actually find a job online?
0: Sure. But but they do blend together, you know. So in, in some ways, I'm going to combine them a bit because, you know, one thing that Mahir mentioned was uh, resolve, persistence and resilience. He emphasized them enough that I, I wrote it down, you know, the resolve and the determination that you need to do something new when you're reinventing yourself, the persistence to go out there and continue to hit the street again and again and again without being annoying. Right. Uh, But, you know, and then the resilience to withstand the rejection that you will inevitably receive when you are working to reinvent yourself. And if I go back to Doug Berg's episode, you know, and again, I I, I really did. I took notes on his his final advice, uh, which which feels real similar in a lot of ways. It was, you know, get to know yourself, get to know the market. Get to know the language of your market area. Connect, connect, connect and manage your emotions through all the rejection that you're gonna receive so that you can improve based upon the feedback that you got. You know, yeah. that's really what it takes to find that next gig. Well, and one of the things
1: that Doug shared and a lot of in these episodes we've done he shared is also some very interesting key points of data that most people would never have, but he gets because of the unique nature of what Zap Info, his company does, which is around staffing technology. When he shared that based on data that he's looked at on average people have to apply for like around 30 jobs to get an interview and that most and he said that one of the biggest problems people made and i've shared this with multiple people in my life as a result of this particular episode that it's like he said one of the biggest problems people make when they go look for a job is they will apply for a job and they're like okay well i'll wait to see how that goes and he's like, "No, you should be applying for a job every single day." He said, yep. "Make it a learning exercise." He goes, "If you don't get an offer, think about what did I do so I didn't get the interview." But also, he said, "You at the end of the day, you're far better off having five people make you offers. You can you don't have to take the job, right?" He said, "There's That's no right. downside to applying." And he said, "This you know that idea that rethinking job application strategies so different." And you know, I said at one point, you know also that people aren't rejecting you
0: they probably
1: often they didn't even look at your resume because they got 500 applications
0: you know it's got got nothing to do with you yeah
1: nothing to do with you as hard as it is to take but
0: when it does pay attention yeah right And, and and really take that feedback get that thick skin to understand what it was that you know prevented you from getting that gig and go find the next one and improve
1: yeah and the, I guess the, on the last that... one, and show gratitude to those people that took time to talk to you, which kind of goes into a Good point, good
0: point. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so gratitude matters. Do you want to talk about that one quick? Or? Oh, just well, I just say the last one. We've kind of hit
1: all seven episodes from last year at this point. But it's like, yeah, Goran Rice from CMOS, which again is a company that makes recognition software. But this is a guy who has spent years focusing on how can I create more recognition cultures and cultures of appreciation in companies. And just what he shared on some of those things, like he said, you know, it's weird how people are sometimes anxious to say thank you to people. And he's like, there's no real downside to showing appreciation. And yet culturally, we have apprehension about it. And the other thing that he shared, I think, is really cool, Is he said, if you're in a culture or a company where you don't feel people show enough appreciation, if you start showing appreciation, it goes viral. Yes. And that was a really cool observation.
0: Yeah, I think so. That You know, we spent a, a lot of time talking about how to get the appreciation uh, ball rolling. and And I think that was sort of the theme of that episode was, you know, you do need to be a little bit vulnerable, you know, and it's, it's the funny thing is it's on both sides, isn't it? You're yeah. vulnerable by saying thank you by showing your appreciation and you become vulnerable by receiving it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so those two individuals come together and I don't know, something happens in the brain. And there's a lot of brain science coming around now about how gratitude and appreciation affects mm-hmm. us and the kind of uh lowering Effect it has on stress, you know, which helps your immune system. And, you know, I said it in that episode and I'll say it again. Isn't it amazing to think that by paying someone a compliment, by saying thank you, you are literally affecting their immune system, right? So go prevent some COVID by saying thank you. Yeah. And I, you know, I think
1: it's as I look at all these, you know, kind of go back on it, it's like, there's so much with every single one of these guests, we, we will probably have them back at some point because we just scratched the surface, but looking into this next year coming up, the reality of work in this world is it's just gonna get, things are just gonna go faster and faster. Change is not gonna slow down. And so many of the people that we're talking to have looked at these specific aspects of work matter, whether it's finding a job, whether it's doing effectively in an interview, whether it's coaching and developing yourself, building relationships, all of these different facets that sometimes being very specific, but they can be really pivotal in whether or not work is effective or stressful. And I'm just excited about how we're able to dive into this next year, because, you know, we're going to be looking at things like How how to overcome, you know, things in your background that may limit your opportunities, how to deal with feelings of bias and whether or not you feel you've been unfairly treated, we're just going to, we've got so many great people and really thanks to the SAP IO foundries and partnership community on this, in just connecting us with people who really have picked one specific issue of work and just obsessed on how can we make it better? And I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and look, look forward to more founders. I I think that's one of the most exciting aspects because these folks spend their life on something they're truly passionate about. You are talking about founders who have now dedicated the next decade of their life to solving a real problem. Mm -hmm. And so to hear them talk about, you know, maybe not as much the technology in this podcast. uh, But why and and what they're looking to do and and how a person can leverage their learning to advance their career and and their life satisfaction is is just really profound
1: yeah so mm-hmm. it's cool well
0: on that i'm looking forward to this next episode so i think we got
1: a couple of people we want to thank before we go i know robert i'll let you do that and then um This is
0: episode one of 2021, so take us out, Robert. All right, more to come. All right, well, thank you to our producer and chief sanity officer, Morgan Garner of SAP. I'd like to also thank Domi Caputo of SAP IO as well for making this show possible. Uh, Claudia Weller deserves a huge shout out in the whole open SAP team for really supporting us in this last mile and helping with all the kinds of educational programming that they are consistently putting out there for professionals. And, uh, that is it. I don't think we'll have a ton of show notes this time around, but please in our next episodes, make sure to pay attention to them. If you've enjoyed this podcast and, and our podcasts in the past, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Also give us a quick rating wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help other people to find these episodes. And we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast because what matters, well, Appreciation matters, reinvention matters, job hunts matter, micro learning matters, resilience matters, communication matters, money matters, work matters. Thanks for joining us on the Work Matters Podcast.